0: Welcome to the lines podcast. It is the NFL draft edition part de- part dose here. <laughs> Matt Brown, Stephen Andrus coming at you. We did all the offensive positions, offensive thoughts in the previous version of this. You can go and you can find that. There'll be a link in the description down below. If you're watching, if you're just listening to us on the audio side of things, just scroll up. We're in your feed uh, here for all that. But we're going to hit some defensive side of things here, Steven. And listen, this is a caveat. If you're finding this later in the week, Just know these odds are moving. Markets are getting added. There is a market available today that wasn't available yesterday. And there's also, so, you know, take, take what we're saying here kind of with a general broad sense of what we're looking for and what we're looking at, but just knowing that some of these odds are just going to run wild. And and one of the ones that we certainly know just because in the last 24 hours has started to change is just the defensive line, uh, the defensive prop of first defensive player selected In the draft, Will Anderson minus 175, Tyree Wilson now at just plus 150, Jalen Carter all the way down at nine to one. The general thinking here, Stephen, it is going to be Anderson or Wilson, but there are reports out there that there are some teams, the teams have not been named yet, but some of these insiders have said that they have spoken to some teams that actually have Wilson higher on their board than Anderson, given the size difference. And again, we talked about this a little bit with the wide receiver position. Some teams are, it's just different strokes for different folks, right? Some teams are going to value things a little bit different than others. And you have Tyree Wilson who comes in at six foot seven. He's a good 25 pounds heavier than Will Anderson as well. And some people like that length. Some people like that from a pass rusher. Some people like just the sheer power and production in college that Will Anderson uh, already has on tape and all of that. And it's going to come down to personal preference, but we are starting to see these numbers change.
1: This is the same exact line of thinking and logic that we saw last year when Aiden Hutchinson was the favorite to be the first defensive player for so long, really number one overall pick last year. Uh, and, and it wound up being Trayvon Walker, right? They went with the traits guy and the guy that they thought had more upside as opposed to the guy who's a, a better finished product right now. So, yeah, I mean – I was I was all over this a week ago. I I think my strategy of kind of sprinkling the board of non Will Anderson guys is out the window now because the best price on Tyree Wilson is plus one sixty. You know, it's, it's a little different when he was plus three hundred, but right now at this juncture, I think I would take a shot on Tyree Wilson here because. In particular, we're talking about the Houston Texans at number 2. If they don't go quarterback, I still think the smart move is trading the pick, but we don't know if there's a market for that. So um, if that is the pick, if there is a trade, then it's a quarterback and you're still in the mix for first defensive player drafted. We don't know if the Cardinals have Tyree Wilson over Will Anderson. That's still possible. So um, I, I like sprinkling here on the plus money on Tyree Wilson in the event that happens. I think it's a total mystery how teams have these guys stacked. If it is the Texans at number two, Matt, I'm pretty confident about Tyree Wilson because of the history of one writer in particular, Lance Zerline, who is well connected to Houston. He was the first one and one of the only ones that had Houston taken Derek Stingley last year with the number three overall pick. And he was the first one to come out and put Tyree Wilson to the Texans at number two. So I like that pattern. I like the relationship he has there. And I think the price is right still at anything plus 150 or more.
0: Yeah, some of these mock drafts that are coming out really, really recently here as late as yesterday, it is about split now on Anderson and Wilson as to where guys have them going and which teams they have them going and all of that. So again, this is something that does look like a coin flip type situation. So as Steven mentioned, I mean, if it's a coin flip, but you're not getting coin flip prices, you're getting plus 150 on one side of things as opposed to the other. Um, that might be a, a plus EV bet for you if you truly believe, you know, kind of what these mock drafters have out there in the Steam that's coming, that this is really more of a coin flip type situation. So we will be, again, keeping our ears to the uh well, our eyes to the Twitter machine and reading every can single I, you know, yeah.
1: Can I ask you a follow-up question yeah. on this? Yeah. Do you think there's a chance that both the Texans and the Cardinals are able to trade out of their picks and the first four picks in this draft? are quarterbacks or the first three picks in this draft are quarterbacks and then you have a team like the Colts that may go defense but need cornerback more than the front or we get to the Seahawks who are on the clock at five and all the quarterbacks are gone and maybe they take the chance on the red flag guy but without the red flags is thought to be the best defensive player in this draft in Jalen Carter, any
0: kind of outlier situation there that you can wrap your head around. Yeah. I, I mean, listen, I, I'm still in this boat and I know that I'm in the minority here, but I, I'm still in the boat where I believe that this could go one, two, three, four quarterbacks. Like I still do believe that that is within the realm of possibility here because listen, if you are the Cardinals, you're going to get whoever you're going to get one of the three best defensive players in the draft. But even if you trade down and you're going to collect assets along the way. Right. And so a team that yeah. is the, where the cupboard the worst is you're so trading bare,
1: down to right. The worst you're trading down to is top seven. Yeah. With the other teams that won. And
0: you're going to get either Wilson Anderson or, or Carter, as you just mentioned, if you're, if you're down at seven. So like, you're going to get one of the three de- best defensive players in the draft. Even if you trade down, the cupboard is so bare that like, even if you're only adding an extra second rounder or something or whatever, like like getting a second round. Second rounders contribute, man. Like second rounders are are, are good players in the NFL and, and and all that. So I don't know. Again, I'm not. I don't work in a front office. I yeah. I can only say what I think I would do. But if I was looking at that roster of the Cardinals and realizing I'm going to be without my starting quarterback for the first X amount of games of the season, who knows how many games that's actually going to be before Kyler Murray's out there? You really know that this is a dead season anyway why wouldn't you just accumulate assets? Why wouldn't you try to build for a year from now? So um, that's just still my thinking here. And I know nobody thinks that they're going to trade out and everyone at this point, the the thinking is they're going to stay. But again, I still think just picking up an extra two is, is big for them. I think, you know, getting an extra, an extra yeah. good body, a good young body, a cheap body, I might add as well, because um, you know, these rookies, the contracts aren't near as much. So, that, that's, that's my line of thinking. So I think one, two, three, four is still well within play. Yeah, I agree. And if that chaos unfolds
1: with the quarterbacks at the top, that goes back to my strategy. Mm-hmm. I employed about a week ago. I think you can still employ some kind of variation of that strategy where you're just sprinkling a couple of units on non Will Anderson guys here mm-hmm. getting good prices on Tyree Wilson, Jalen Carter, Devin Witherspoon and Christian Gonzalez, because all the talk has been about how the Texans rank these defensive players of the talk has been how these other teams rank these defensive players. So it may be worth kind of just spraying the board here a little bit and hoping
0: one of these long shots come home. So good, uh, good little transition there into the cornerback market. And in the Mm. cornerback market, as we take a look right now, Devin Witherspoon is your favorite to be the first cornerback off of the board. Christian Gonzalez is the second. It's going to be one of those two guys. Listen, Joey Porter Jr. is good and he's going to go in the first round but nobody is considering him over Witherspoon or Gonzalez. And so it will be Witherspoon or Gonzalez. And if you truly believe it's a coin flip situation, just like we were talking about on the defensive line, then Witherspoon at minus 210 and Gonzalez at plus 170. The bet to make is Gonzalez at 170. I can tell you this from the mock drafts that again, have been coming out in the last two days of the guys that I follow, the guys that I respect, what we do have, is a pretty decent little split of Witherspoon and Gonzalez. Now it does lean Witherspoon pretty heavily as far as guys thinking Witherspoon goes at six or seven, um, and and that Gonzalez kind of goes to that next cornerback slot, which we're looking at, which is more like at twelve. But there are some guys that have that flip flopped, where right? where it is Gonzalez going mm-hmm. at six or seven, and then and then Witherspoon going down at that twelve slot, where a lot of people think that a cornerback is going to go. So. Um, I don't know if this one's quite as much of a coin flip as it is with Wilson and Anderson, because again, there's just a team, there's so much of a preference when it comes to just what type of player you're looking for with Wilson and Anderson. I think the general consensus here, Stephen, Witherspoon and Gonzalez are both going to be studs. They're fairly similar um, from a player profile standpoint and, and all of that. And so I don't know if this is as big of a coin flip, really, when it comes down to it. I think there's just going to be, Team Team X has always just Team X has always just liked Witherspoon a little bit better. And so that's just all it's gonna be. You know, our team or team Y has just always liked Gonzalez a little bit better and no matter what tape they watch or no matter they're just not gonna change their opinion. It's not like the, oh, we want the six foot seven dude over the six foot three guy, or we want the two hundred and seventy-seven pound guy over the two hundred and fifty-three pound guy. I think it's just kind of like, eh, we watch Witherspoon the most, we like him. Eh, we like we watched Gonzalez the most, we we, we like him. The only kind of connection of
1: of some smoke here that i've seen is that the colts may like christian gonzalez more than devin witherspoon but that doesn't matter if in my opinion cj stroud or will levis is available to them at number four Mm -hmm. the only way i think the colts consider a corner here because they did lose stefan gilmore is a need and they are pretty solid in the front seven um they they need to have both of their two quarterbacks off the board for them to consider this and then figure out a plan b at quarterback so Um, it's an outlier situation. We don't know what the other teams think. I can tell you that, you know, the the grading systems are split on this as well. Lance Zerline has Gonzalez graded higher than Witherspoon. Daniel Jeremiah has Witherspoon graded higher than Gonzalez. So outside, even the mock drafts, Matt, the, the player graders that are out there also split on these two guys and it's just you know a matter of preference on what type of cornerback you want. Christian Gonzalez yeah. is 6'1", 197. He's bigger, he's physical, better for press coverage. Devin Witherspoon is 5'11", and a half", 181, a little more speedy, a little more rangy, can you know make up some make up some ground if he gets behind a receiver. So it's tough to say, but yeah, I'm, I I wouldn't I wouldn't be mad at anybody for taking the better odds here considering the unknown that we have.
0: Yeah. And I, listen, I think you can make a correlated play here. And it's almost like a, you know, it's almost like a parlay. Like if, if you're, if you're dead set that Witherspoon's going to go first, then you can bet Gonzalez to go second. Or if you're dead set that Gonzalez is going to go first, then you can bet Witherspoon to go second. Um, Again, there are, there is not a single mock draft out there, Stephen, that I respect that does not have those guys as the first two corners off the board. Like, like there is, there's not a single one out there of guys that I, respect that doesn't go in that order and so with that i think you can kind of make a a correlated bet if you will um as to as to how this is going to all play out and if you're right you know then you're making some uh you're making some do you money. think do you think either of them have a chance to be a top five pick i don't think it's out of the realm of possibility but but i again i keep going back to what we were just talking about a second ago like i i'm i you can still of the one mindset 20 that we're going to we're gonna get I, i'm still of the mindset that we're going to get at four least quarterbacks. three quarterbacks in three the first four picks yeah. if if not four quarterbacks in the first four picks and so that just to me has it you know kind of
1: kind of closes the yeah. Uh, kind of, the it, there's just narrow. no else for me there <laughs> yeah.
0: right I do think what is very, very live is either one of these guys going six to the Lions, right? Like, I think that that is very, very live. And if like, you know, the lions to take a corner, you know, as a bet. And if you don't, that way you don't have to pick between one of the two guys. You can just kind of take the lions as, as a team to pick a corner, because if you look at the lions and, you know, notwithstanding the information that we got this morning about them having being without their one of their star players for the first six games of the year. As we mentioned, on the offensive side of the ball, the Lions are pretty stacked, right? I mean, they're they're pretty good when it comes to the offensive side of things. And if they're going to add in this draft early on, it's going to be an impact defensive player. And I think with today's modern NFL, right, you already you already went and got Aiden Hutchinson last year. So pass rusher taken care of the next logical thing right is is past defender and so i think a corner at six for this lions team is very very likely and you could just kind of bet that as opposed to betting either you know witherspoon um either witherspoon or gonzalez here
1: yeah I, I mean witherspoon's not on the board for odds to be a top 10 pick gonzalez is minus 175 i think it's probably a fair price mm-hmm. um and even the odds if you wanted to take a shot on either of them to be a top five pick have shortened considerably in recent weeks. You know, I actually took a little bit of a shot on Gonzalez with that that Colts connection and and the type of corner that they like a couple of weeks ago. And it was 30 to one. And now you're only getting ten to one for Gonzalez to be a top five pick. That's not worth it to me. So I think that ship has sailed. And um, I guess in summary, the only thing I'd be willing to bet at this point is Gonzalez minus one to be a top 10 pick or the plus money to be picked ahead of Witherspoon.
0: Right. Right. It's, it's an, it's an interesting market for sure. And certainly, certainly with, you know, kind of the million different ways to bet all of this. Like we said, we're, we're, we've already run through four different ways that you can kind of bet things. If you don't want to, you know, find yourself in a, in a position where you have to bet like a specific, specific thing, you can also bet just kind of a broader bet. So there's a lot of those things. That are going on as well. Linebacker props. This one is very close to a coin flip. First linebacker off the board, either Jack Campbell or Drew Sanders. That is really the consensus here. Trenton Simpson is not that far off either. At plus three eighty, Campbell's minus one fifteen. Sanders is sitting plus one thirty. So this is one of the ones that's a little bit closer, Stephen, than we have um, that we have seen. Right? Is is just looking at the linebacker situation and. In which way that this could play out, do you have any sort of feeling here on this one?
1: I don't. When you get into linebackers at this point, you're really talking back half of the first round at best. And with what we know about this NFL draft, where the consensus is there's really only 15 blue chip players, mm-hmm. I haven't seen anybody that said one of these linebackers is one of those 15 guys. So, you know, now we're in a situation where. Maybe there's one linebacker that goes in the first round. Wouldn't be surprised if there's less than, you know, I'd I'd be shocked if there's three linebackers that go in the first round. I'd kind of be surprised if two go in the first round. So I don't know if there's going to be
0: one. I, I I'm with you, honestly, that wouldn't surprise me one bit. Like, like, I don't know if there's going to be one, because I think what we've gotten to at this point in, especially towards the back half of the, the, so none of these guys are like first half of the, of the first round type players anyway. And then once we get to that back half of the first round, Steven's kind of like we get to those teams, as we mentioned that either some of them have either luxury picks or some of them have like dire needs at a certain position. And, and I just don't see a ton of these teams really looking and, and getting at one of these linebackers. Right. I mean, like you look at the chiefs, if any of those offensive linemen that you and I were talking about, you know, are still available. I think that that is really interesting, you know, for the, for the chiefs, when it comes to all of that, I mean, I just don't know if a linebacker, I mean, we know that the bills probably want to add a wide receiver. You know, I'm, there's just a lot to me that points to maybe this linebacker deal could, could just fall into the second round.
1: For what it's worth. Daniel Jeremiah moved Drew Sanders out of his top 50. He had him at number 44 and now he's completely out of the top 50 and he has Jack Campbell barely in the top 50 at exactly number 50. Um, Lance Zerline has Drew Sanders at slightly better rating than Jack Campbell. So, those two are split
0: on that. Yep. <laughs> so like, what do, what do you want to bet on? Well, right. And and I look at it this way. So again, of the mock drafts that I follow that are that, that I consider to be guys that are pretty sharp and have had some success in, in doing this over the years, quite literally 0% of them have a linebacker going until the bills and the, and only like, and only like 10% of the ones that I follow have a linebacker going to the bills. And then that's it, right? Like no one's mocked one to the saints or the Eagles or the chiefs after that. It's kind of like, almost like a one out bet. <laughs> if if you believe what these guys that are mock, you know, doing these mock drafts believe like it is 0% have any linebacker going except to the bills. And there's only a handful of guys that have a linebacker going to the bills. So I think that's a pretty strong indication of kind of what we're looking at here at the linebacker position, almost one where I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm okay. Just kind of glance and pass this this. One guy that I do trust
1: with, with mock drafts. He's been one of the five most accurate mock drafters in recent mm-hmm. years. Ryan McChrystal does have something interesting for his first linebacker. He doesn't have either of these guys. Actually, he has Trenton Simpson. Yeah uh for first linebacker and he's at like plus 380 at FanDuel so um the market is completely divided on on what to do with this situation and once we get into the second round that's when teams start maybe prioritizing need over over their board strictly by player grade so it's a crapshoot
0: yeah I don't I don't like that market really at all and so we'll kind of We'll kind of move on past that one. So there are some other interesting markets that are out there outside of, you know, we've hit the, the defensive positions here, but some of the other ones that are available out there, there are top, you know, we, we talked about this, the positional totals in this thing, how many X type of players are going to go in the first round, et cetera, et cetera. If you take a look, the defensive, the, the, the defensive players overall, Stephen are sitting here mm. at 14 and a half. As far as defensive players overall, I tend to lean a little bit. I think it's a dead on number, right? Like from what I've looked at and what I've seen, I think it's a dead on number. Um, Not really one that I'm like looking a ton to kind of bet bet on here. But I do think the defensive backs drafted sitting at five and a half. I do think the over on five and a half is pretty interesting because, of course, safeties count, you know, as defensive backs in in this. And so I do think that there's probably going to be six taken in the first round from kind of what I have been gathering. But again, this this draft, man, you and I talked about this when we wrapped yesterday. Um, I have had far more confidence in the last three drafts than I've had in this draft as to kind of how things are going to play out and kind of where players are going to go and team needs and where they might head with things. And there's a lot of teams with luxury picks this year that, you know, they're pretty solid on both sides of the ball. So they can really just going to go anywhere. And I, I, I just don't have a, I don't have a super firm grasp on towards the back end of the first round. I think it, it gets super nutty. I, I feel if,
1: You know, when it comes to like total defensive players or total offensive players, I feel if I'm going to bet one of those, I feel like I'd be most confident in the over, you said it was 14 and a half on defensive players. Yeah. I feel like you'd be most confident over 14 and a half on defensive players just by, you know, let's just do some quick math here on the offensive players that we think are going to be drafted in the first round Four quarterbacks for sure. Right. Um, Are you of the opinion that Gibbs gets into the first round among running backs? or are you not sure about that
0: I am not but I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility strictly because of what we were talking about with these teams and kind of like
1: weapons and and kind of like what they have yeah
0: just what they're able to to do right I mean like does Eckler force his way out of LA and, and the chargers then all of a sudden need a running back. Right. Like, I mean, so then that could change things, right? Like that could change the way mm-hmm. we view things. Do, do the think... Cowboys know for sure yeah. that Pollard is not going to be ready for the season. We know they don't like Zeke's gone. So like, do, do they then at that point, you know, try to go after also one of these guys. So one year deal. Yeah. It, it's, it, there are, there are some teams out there where I think it is a, a kind of a wild card type deal for them to, To take a running back, you know, that's a non Bijan Robinson, I should say, running back, you know? So
1: if if two running backs go in the first round, maybe we say only four wide receivers
0: go in the first round. Is that fair? I think that there's five. Because we know four for sure. Like, I think we know four for sure in Smith and Jigba Flowers, Addison and Johnson. Um. That's it. Johnson has been kind of falling a little bit, uh, in a lot of these mocks. Um, but, and, I'm and like I'm that. saying, like, so then that just leaves it open to does Hyatt slip into the first round at some point? Does does any of these other wide receivers slip into the first round? I, I think we're pretty, we're definite on three, four likely. And then five is like not out of the realm of possibility.
1: Okay. And let's say worst case scenario, only two tight ends go in the first round. Yeah. Uh, even though I do like Darnell Washington to get in there. Mm -hmm. And then you're on the under five and a half offensive lineman, right?
0: It seems to me, if I'm looking at kind of how I, because, you know, look, I do a very unofficial, I'm an idiot mock draft, right? Like one that (laughs) I understand that like, I'm not, I have no business doing a mock draft. So currently I have one, two, three, for I actually have five offensive linemen going. Yeah,
1: first. that's fair. That that jives with your under five and a half. Yeah, that you you talked about in the other pod. Yeah, so yeah, I mean we're right on the bubble here, right? Yeah, I mean if it's, if and it's I five have, wide. have here's keepers. the worst part.
0: So it's, I have five, but then I have like written to the side, like I actually kind of have five and a half because I think it's like I think Osiris o- o- Osiris Torrance is like this really kind of like borderline first rounder guy that somebody might look at and say, you know what? As opposed to taking the X best corner or the X best wide out, like let's just take an offensive lineman we can plug in and play from day one and just kind of like move on from there. So I think five and a half is just kind of dead on with that number. All right. Well
1: we we've we've added that up. We've gone through the exercise Mm -hmm. and we were a little split on a couple positions uh but we hit on the under there for defensive players like, but like we Cincinnati's but taking a tight right end there. for sure
0: right like like that just makes too much sense
1: yeah they did sign one in the off season but not exactly reliable um it does make sense i mean that's that's kind of where people have darnell washington maybe going as the third tight end in the first round but i to my i guess we've gone through this little elementary math exercise on adding up position totals for offense and don't really have a firm conclusion on betting over under on these positions because the back half of the first round is such a crap shoot, right? I think yeah. we could both kind of, especially this year more than others. I think we can kind of agree on that.
0: Yeah. I, I did want to say they, this, this top 31 market, the, the only one that I do think is interesting is, is what I, what I did mention was if, if we do get to that fifth receiver, it's likely to be Jalen Hyatt and mm-hmm. he is plus two hundred and fifty to go in the first round. Um, I think that that is at least semi interesting and there might well, be some people he's who the actually speed one
1: right? What's he's that the one with the speed of the group of wide receivers in
0: consideration in this draft? He's the fastest one, yes. right? He's, he's the take the top off guy. Yeah. And, From what we're getting with Quentin Johnson kind of slipping, like starting to slip a a little bit in all of this, I do wonder if that fourth wide receiver could end up being Hyatt, and if that was the case, then he kind of slips in somewhere in the first round as well. I, I like Hyatt at plus 250 to go inside the top 31, because as you mentioned, He's just a little bit different from all these other dudes that are available. And there might be a team that finds a lot of value in that.
1: Okay. Have you, uh, the other thing I wanted to talk about here is if you've, if you've tied any teams to a position because you like the odds for that team to draft that position. I just mentioned
0: Cincinnati and a tight end for me. Okay. For me, Cincinnati and a tight end just seems too obvious to me. Cincinnati and tight end seems too obvious. And then the other one that seems um, the other one that seems really uh, like, I mean, fairly obvious to me would be defensive line or wide receiver to the chiefs. Like I think the chiefs at the end are going to have the option of getting one of those like defensive linemen or one of those wide receivers that we've just talked about that just kind of is still lingering there. And I think one of those, I think, think one of those two positions that are going to the chiefs. Cause like the chiefs, again, like Patrick Mahomes is still going to need weapons, right? I mean, like he's still they're They're still going to have to give him stuff to work with and play with and, and all of that. And like, you know, let's say a flowers or a Hyatt is sitting there and there's, and they, you know, last pick of the draft, Steven, do you not want to give Patrick Mahomes one of those guys? Like, do you not want to get, get that fifth year, on those guys, you know, if they end up being a complete yeah, stud a and all of that, like I, I just look at that and you've invested a half a billion dollars in Patrick Mahomes. You have to continue to feed him weapons. Um, I just, it means I you can't pay
1: wide receivers on their second contract right. if they, if they do well. So that extra year of control and potentially a sixth year on the franchise tag is a big deal for the chiefs on a contract like that.
0: Yeah. So th- that is another one of the ones where I thought, where I have kind of, Started to lean a little bit towards, you know, maybe them also getting, you know, getting wide receiver that one. So I I bet Chiefs
1: plus two hundred for a wide receiver. That's what I bet.
0: Yeah, I think that one's fairly interesting as well. Um, Outside of that, man, it's 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 pretty. It's 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 been a little bit more confusing, I think, for for me, you know, than than a lot. I mean, it conventional wisdom, the Chargers should take a wide receiver. They need one badly because what Keenan Allen and Mike Williams do it's fine. And that's great and all for Herbert, but a guy with a cannon like he has, and also like for him to be in the bottom eight in the NFL, as far as average depth, depth of target and average reception, like they got to have somebody they can throw the ball to down the field. and, And they don't have that. And so it seems very, again, it seems obvious to me as a guy that doesn't, you know, who's not making the decisions that they would want to do that. And again, give their young quarterback, like, what he needs to actually be able to, to, to re- maximize his full potential. But um, that is also where at least I've been looking as chargers kind of wide receiver as well.
1: Yeah, that's fair. I'll give you one on the defensive side here. We talked a little bit. I know you thought maybe the Eagles would be a landing spot for B. John Robinson when we recorded. Mm-hmm. And then ironically, Daniel Jeremiah goes on NFL live on Thursday night and says, after working for two years in the Eagles front office, he thinks there's a less than zero percent chance that Howie Roseman and company will spend an early first round pick on a running back because it's just completely against their philosophy, philosophy. positional value, all that, all that stuff. So, if we can rule that out, the Eagles right now are, are minus one sixty, minus one seventy to draft an offensive lineman. They already have their left tackle, Mylata. Jason Kelsey's back. They've drafted a couple guys to be the heir apparent to Kelsey, potentially at center Lane Johnson. He plays right tackle. You can find one of those maybe with their later pick.
0: Yeah, and cool. if you
1: look at how the top 10 stacks up in terms of grading systems and player grades, I think we would both agree that the defensive players in the top 10 are being graded far higher than, than the offensive lineman when there isn't a true left tackle in this draft. Mm-hmm. So to me, getting plus one eighty on the Eagles to take defensive line or edge really kind of matches up with what we know about Howie Roseman's philosophy and the strength of the players available
0: in the top ten as well in this draft. Yeah, it would. You would almost be, you would you would want to believe that they would go pass rusher right like in that they also lost a lot on the front, right? Right. In this off season. Yeah. It, you would like to believe that they would go past rusher too. And if you're getting, you're getting plus money on that. Right. I mean, so yeah. th- that seems like a, a pretty good spot too. And, and, and again, the likelihood of that increases even more. If the Cardinals do trade out of, of the three spot, because then now you would, in theory, you're getting one of those guys to fall down and, you know, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera. So, Um, something certainly to think about there. You're listening to the lines.com podcast network. Looking for the latest player props and the best betting odds from the top U.S. sports books all in one place. Then join us right here every day this season for free picks and best bets from the sports betting experts you can trust.
1: to make you a better sports bettor.
0: Steven, it's, it's, let, you know, let me just go through the bets that I do have in my account sure. just so that we can kind of go through everything. Um, I have Will Levis under seven and a half. That number came out and that number was just a bad number. Like Levis is not getting past seven. Um, so I have Levis under seven and a half. I have um, the over on Jackson Smith and Jigba as eleven and a half. And now, listen, I'm I'm willing to lose that that one, and I think that I could definitely lose that one. But the reason I bet the over on that seems is because we talk about outs all the time, right? And like, you know, there are just very few outs for him to go under the eleven and a half, and a whole lot of outs for him to go, you know, over the the eleven and a half. And so I. I have the over on eleven and a half and on him willing to lose that one. Should he be the first receiver off the board and should one of the teams take him, you know, super high, but it's like, there's just not a lot of landing spots for him in those first 11 picks. And so uh, that's why I just kind of bet the, bet the odds there that I don't think there's very many outs for him to, uh, to go there. I also have, you know, the first round stuff where we're sitting right now, we've talked about this on the, on the pod yesterday, but I want to bring this back up. If you're just now landing on this one, there is no shame again, in if you if you have a bryce young t- a fat bryce young ticket if you just want to put a couple of bucks on one of these other quarterbacks or something like that in case just the craziest thing in the world happens we're just trying to make money on the draft we're not trying to be right like it's like there's no like it's not like a right. it's not like a we get to like do a victory lap whenever like i only had one bat and it cashed or whatever it's like no nah, man if you have three bets, but you still make a lot of money off of the three bets that you have in the same, it doesn't matter. Like we're just trying to make money here, and so there's no shame, Steven, in in going in and just ensuring that you're going to take home a, a profit in all of this. And so, you know, for me, I had some big off season tickets. I told I talk about this strategy all year long on all of the various content that we do here. So if you don't know what I do, you can I'll do it again this year too. I find longer shot quarterbacks because quarterbacks are the are the only guys that can just rock it up a like come from absolutely nowhere and and uh, end up going number one overall in a draft. And like we, and and you're saying like, what are you talking about? That's not true. Uh, You don't even have to go back that far. Uh, Like Joe Burrow is like the number one example. And that was only three years ago. Like Joe Burrow was a, was a late second round to early third round guy who rocketed up to be the number one overall pick in the draft. Like quarterbacks can do that. And so, I had a Will Levis offseason ticket at four to one. I had an Anthony Richardson offseason ticket, which ended up getting worse over the course, but I didn't know that. I had a, you know, I had him 30 to one. That got as high 90 to one for Anthony Richardson, but, you know, it, it is what it is. I had a Hinden, I have a Hinton hooker ticket at 101, uh, 100 to one to go number one overall. So I took like three long shot quarterbacks and whatever. And so I worked, I worked away now to where I have a, I had a good way to get plus money basically on every single one of these, every single quarterback to go number one overall. So I'm going to make money no matter what on that number one pick. And I don't care that I have five tickets to get there because I'm still going to make money off the number one pick, Steven. And so like, there's no, there it's like, it's not like a badge of honor that you only had one bet at a position and that's how you cashed. Just, just make money, you know, like just put yourself in a position to make money.
1: Yeah. This is, this is not like, a game where you're using a large sample of previous outcomes yeah. to try and make a good bet. Like we don't know basically anything about a lot of this stuff. So one
0: GM so could yeah. wake up tomorrow and decide like, you know what? I like that guy better.
1: You or know, an what? owner can be like, yeah. I don't care about your front office's work for the past 364 <laughs> days. We're taking him.
0: <laughs> I signed the <laughs> checks, you know, like that's what it comes down. To. So again, yes, it's like, it's not about being right about making money yeah. in this right and so just put yourself in the in the best position what what do you have in your account like right now as we sit and we can just kind of kind of go from there
1: yeah i'm, I'm gonna rattle through these yeah. uh I, I mentioned my strategy for the first defensive player drafted yeah. if you just skip to here go back in the pod and listen to that um i, I literally have my my apps open i'm just scrolling through yeah. here so let's just rapid fire this uh two bets on the giants first position drafted Wide receiver plus 200 and offensive line plus 380. They're a mess at both of those positions, despite being a playoff team last year. And they need they need help up front there. So I I think they go offense over defense with Dable as the head coach. Mentioned Eagles D-line or edge to be the first position they pick plus 180. I took the Raiders plus 250 to take a quarterback because yeah. they've already been connected to maybe trading up to get the number one overall
0: pick. I don't rule them out from being in the market to get the number two or three pick. And if you and believe this whole Stroud fall thing, then that yep. puts them in prime position to get one as well. So I love that bet. I think there's a lot of outs there. Yeah.
1: I, um, I, I took a bet on the Cowboys first position drafted at wide receiver because they've literally hosted like six of them, uh, six of these guys that could be fallen towards the bottom of the first round. Um, I'm with you on total offensive lineman drafted under five and a half. Mm-hmm. I am sprinkling some long shots on team to draft Anthony Richardson, including going as far down the board as the Washington commanders at plus 3,500 because Ron Rivera is the head coach and I can see him maybe thinking I can turn this guy into the next Cam Newton mm-hmm. and they have a pretty good roster and they may never get back into the top five to to draft a quarterback anytime soon. So, I could see that possibly happening. The other two teams I took a shot on with Anthony Richardson were the Raiders and the Lions, under, again, the theory potentially that they don't see Goff as the quarterback of the future. And I think Richardson's the most likely guy that they could be in play for to take a shot there. Uh, what else we got here? We have running backs over one and a half at, I think, plus 380. I think it's still plus 350, if you want to bet on that um switch over to the other app here we mentioned offensive lineman. um I think it's Paris Johnson I'm taking a stand against Skronsky because I think a lot of teams see him as a guard I can't see a guard being the first offensive lineman drafted so bet on Paris Johnson and sacrifice some potential profit to take Broderick Jones at 14 to 1 to maybe hit a long shot there for first offensive lineman drafted Mentioned on the last show, Bijan Robinson, under 12 and a half. I think most teams have him graded overall as one of the top five players in this draft. So maybe a team sticks to their board regardless of his position. I think this is a, a pretty unusually good tight end class. Uh, I do have Kincaid as the first. Tight end drafted, but that was bet before the red flags came out about potentially him not working yeah. out and his weight dropping. So if you want something else, maybe Darnell Washington, even money to be the first tight end drafted. I want to
0: add to the tight end discussion there. We, Go brought, we highlighted this yesterday, but um, DraftKings posted the tight ends at two. And we know there's going to be two no matter what. So you're basically and it depends on your bankroll. And I get it. And, and it's not worth it to a lot of people. But it's like minus 400 on the over two, but you're basically betting a push no matter what. And like, and and if, and if somebody gets wacky and takes, you know, the third tight end in the first round, then it's, it's a winner. Like it's, it's, there's very, 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 like there's zero, actually there's zero mock drafts that I respect that don't have both mayor and Kincaid going in the first round, right? Like, like, like every single one of them have both of those guys going in the first round. Um, so that is a bet. I think, that is at least available out there that I'm not going to call free money. Um, If it happens to go over, stranger things have happened for sure. And it's not for every bankroll, but it's most likely you're betting a push. And then the only thing that could happen is is something good. And somebody takes a third tight end in the first round.
1: Last one in my NFL draft betting card yesterday, I did bet Will Levis at plus money to be drafted by the Indianapolis Colts. Mm -hmm. There's been more and more reporting on the Colts being connected to Will Levis, going as deep as getting insight from Peyton Manning. And I know from working for that organization that Jim Irsay does get himself involved in the draft process, especially when it comes Mm -hmm. to drafting a quarterback. He is, I mean, you just saw him draft one of his old players off the street to be the head coach. He cares about what his players from that Super Bowl winning team think. And when it comes to quarterbacks, I can guarantee you he has asked Peyton Manning's opinion about this quarterback class. Mm -hmm. Will Levis was a Manning quarterback camp product. He's got a history there. Um, And we know that they have gone on the road to go work him out as well as CJ Stroud. So with all of that being said, I don't see the Colts giving up assets to trade up in this draft if they're comfortable with Will Levis. And I think if they don't trade up, then Will Levis is probably going to be their most likely option there. So that's kind of how I feel about
0: that. The situation. other thing is, if you guys are just getting into this, there are ways that you can bet, make the same bet and get better odds. So for example, in this, the quarterback total is set at four and a half and currently at four and a half, it's minus minus one fifteen on each side. Well, Hinton Hooker would be the fifth quarterback. Like that is how this would all go down. And so if Hinn and Hooker goes in the first round, it's even money. So you you actually would just bet and Hooker to go in the first round as opposed to over four and a half quarterbacks. And so again, just little things like that, that you can go in and make the same bet. And with the same bet, you are, maybe can get some more advantageous odds. So just be sure and, and shop around with all that as well. I also do have over three and a half wide receivers. I should put that in there. I just feel very, very strongly that we have three going no matter what, like that we for sure have uh, Smith and Jigba Flowers and Addison that are going to go. And then, you know, all I need then at that point is Johnson or Hyatt to to slip into the first round. And, you know, again, there are wide receivers, there are wide receiver needy teams that are out there. And I think that that could possibly go down as well guys this has been an awesome draft season we will have more content up next week on this draft as well as more information comes out but start digging around look around before you make a bet see if there's a way to make the same bet with better odds in just a different format and do all of your homework here and of course head over to the lines.com and take in all of the great work that's going on over there for Stephen, i'm matt good luck on all your draft bets.